I think roller derby is a hopeful thing. He earned enough money from selling plants that he paid off the mortgage on his house. People always want to know, uh, you know, is that a lie or is that the truth? I completely disassembled this Triumph TR6. I wish I could have been a professional woman soccer player. I'm Martha Woodruff, and this is The Spark, an exploration of interesting people doing interesting things. Charlotte Hillary Matthews named her third collection of poems Whistle What Can't Be Said. I had a neighbor, my landlord. He was Jacob Elwood Hall, a farmer out in Boonesville, Virginia, and we rented a house from him. We only paid $200 a month, and this was only... 16 years ago, something like that. And um, in exchange for, we helped get a pay and helped him with the cattle. And towards the end of his life, he got confused. He lived in the newer rancher house below the very old farmhouse that we lived in. And one day I came home from work and he was just sitting in my living room whistling. And he would walk around just whistling all the time. Just It wasn't a particular hymn that he was carrying around. And I thought, he has so much to say. He'd lost his wife. He was losing his ability to walk. He still planted corn in the spring, but he was not able to run his cattle very well. And I thought he has sang so much without saying anything. And so to me, that's sometimes, I mean, your answer to, sometimes there aren't answers. And sometimes, while I'm not a whistler, I I admire whistlers. My husband's a whistler. Eleven years ago this month, Charlotte Matthews had a double mastectomy followed by six months of chemo and a month of daily radiation. At the time, she was a single parent with two small children. And some of the poems in Whistle What Can't Be Said are about her long dance with cancer. One reason I wrote this book was um, because while when you're undergoing treatment, there's, you know, all manner of amazing resources. Like, you wouldn't think that the Look Good, Feel Pretty class where they teach you to put on your eyebrows is meaningful, but it is because you're in this room with nine or 14 other women who are going through the exact same thing. Bald women. And so you get to say, yeah, this this sucked today for me. Um, But what isn't talked about is that when you're the moment when you're diagnosed, there is this bedazzlement and you will never be the same person. It's not like getting the flu, which can be obviously horrific, but you'll be back to who you were. You're forever transformed, and it's this sense of kind of wonder and bedazzlement, and you're being told. I mean, I believe that a diagnosis is still a doctor's best guess, and and it's not, you know, and so we're all, you enter into this realm of almost like mystery seeking. So this is what it, these tests show that you have. This is what it looks like you have, and this is what we believe today is the best thing to do for this. You have a poem about that. Well, the greatest show on earth is the one about the bedazzlement, which is the one about like seeing the animals unload. Have at. Okay. The greatest show on earth. There are animals beside the tracks. But let's begin earlier. Let's have it be this morning. They've just crossed over the Susquehanna on a trestle bridge. Clack, clack of wheels waking the tigress in her berth. The elephant braces himself, splays four legs stolidly. I must have been eight when my father stopped the car and we watched the circus unload. One by one, the animals descended, the ostrich sashayed down steel ramps into the city streets. The giraffe even bent her neck to fit through the door. What happened later, I cannot say, but I knew I'd seen something I could not talk about. 
at least not casually. When the oncologist put up the slideshow of my mammogram and I saw how the calcifications had formed a tight cluster, saw the look on his face had grown stern, I had no questions, only the clear sense that I, once again, would never be the same. Let's talk about you and poetry. Okay. <laughs> when, when did you first say, I'm Charlotte Matthews and I'm a poet? I think in fifth grade, I remember I wrote this, this um, poem about the fall leaves and I was so mightily proud. I walked down the stairs. My parents were sitting in the living room, my mother having a gin and tonic and my father having a scotch and water. And I said, I have written a poem. And I stood before them on the oriental rug and I read it. And I bowed and I walked out of the room. And it was sort of this moment where I said, I proclaimed that that was what I did. And I sort of went forth from that day forward. And I was the kind of kid in school, not so great at everything, but usually with something that was, you know, creative in writing. It was okay. When you were telling the story of the moment you became a, a poet, what stuck out to me are the details you used. Tell me so, about details. A marble top table that was beside my mother's wing chair that had a um, William Morris um, pattern, and she would lean her head back, and usually her glass was just sweating on the table beside her, which I always thought, my mother's glass is like crying. And um, my father with his shorter glass of scotch and water in a velvet straight back chair, and they were, I could already tell the marriage was dissolving just from that, and that... So I, I think I came down to try to charm them somehow to salvage what I could, yeah. what I knew as t- children know things, to try to make things somehow better that I'd written a poem so maybe the house could be okay again. It could stop whispering. Hmm. Is poetry for you a coping mechanism, an explanation? Am I reducing uh, what you do? To, am I being... It's so difficult. No, no, you're not reducing it at all. I mean, I think that that we live these lives on the outside um, that are our external selves. And then we have this, this inner life that is that we carry around inside of ourselves. And I think that mine knocks on my marrow a lot. And I'm often misunderstood. Um, and I misrepresent myself often. And just like with my I went to parent teacher conferences last night at the Children's High School and my daughter's like, Mom, just just be like the other moms. You know, just don't, you know, don't like, no, like, you know, don't get down on the floor and start barking. Just, you know, don't bring your pet goldfish, which I did when I just gave a TED Talk the other day. I brought my goldfish. Um, and so it's a way to say, like, I'm not actually crazy, but these are some of the things that, that, that I think. These are some of the things. This is the way I see the world. Uh, tell me about the TED Talk. So um, we had there was an open mic in Charlottesville. Um, they chose one of us to go on to the TED Talks, and I won. I could, I've never won anything in my life. Like I was the kid who was like, I'm going to win the cakewalk. I'm going to win the cakewalk. Nope, never won anything, ever, anything. Not those claw toys, as, you know, as you're walking into the food line and there's like you put in your dollar and then never, ever. And so I left after I talked about silence, actually, the power mm-hmm. of silence, and I got a text at four in the morning, said you won. I, I was like, there's just no way I won. So I'm excited. I'm going to be talking TED Talks on November 11th at the Paramount. No kidding. Yeah, at Charlottesville TEDx. Hot dogs. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I think a poem is a quiet 
small. I mean, a poem is usually a page um, or less than a page. It can be read, you can read one or two. I, you don't have to t- pick up a book and read it from start to finish. It comes with very few obligations. Um, it can be a story unto itself or it can fit together in part of a book. Um, you can memorize them. I, memor- I try to memorize a poem every week um, just so I can. I love that learning by heart. Then you know it by heart. And sometimes when I'm really upset, I just rattle off. You know, Keats is to autumn, and, and it's there. It's so. a good anecdote to uh, politics, isn't it's it? It's a very good anecdote to politics. <laughs> it is indeed, said with smiles on our faces. You'll find sound extras of Charlotte Matthews reading her poems, Panda Cam at the National Zoo, and Before the World Fell Asleep, as well as a link to Charlottesville's upcoming TED Talks, on the Spark page at WMRA.org.